Hello. Oh, hello. Oh. Hello. Hey, man. Welcome. Hello to our friends who are out there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wet Hot American Legends, a podcast where we... Oh, God. Where do we even start? I hope <laughs> that everyone had a very lovely holiday and new year. I hope you enjoyed our new year. Well, we enjoyed our new year hiatus. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ellie <laughs> threw a lovely New Year's party wherein um, my spirit briefly left my body and I became nothing but a conduit for psychic messages, and that was really exciting. Which is to say, we got drunk. Yeah, I got super <laughs> drunk. Got super drunk. <laughs> we had a really nice time, though. It was, it was really fun. Yeah, it was great to see everybody and, you know, ring in 2020. Uh, the new year. 2020. 2020. Do you know that video of it's like the two goth girls and they're sitting there? I, and- I watched it like six <laughs> times on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I don't know what everyone is so excited about. We're just getting one step closer, closer to, to death. death. <laughs> I made my roommate watch that. She had never seen it before. And I was like, happy oh, new year. Check God. this out. It's so funny because it's the one girl who just like has really committed to the look where she's got the like under eyeliner and then the other girl is just totally normal it's, <laughs> um, what is it um acid bath princess of darkness and the other one's like and i'm tara and i'm tara <laughs> raven your acid brat i can't say that for some reason acid bath princess of darkness yeah that's because i'm her and, and I'm you're tara, tara. <laughs> absolutely was Tara I was like that was exactly how I was at that age though of being like not really committing to being emo but really wanting to be emo and hanging out with all the emo kids yeah yesterday at work I was with the teens and they were drawing um like e-girl hearts on their cheeks Mm. with eyeliner and one of them came up to me and was just like Kayla are you an e-girl you know you girl is like more based in emo it's like sort of an emo goth thing so they like came over and I like started looking up images. This is why I know this. I started looking up images. because I was like, was that an insult? I feel like <laughs> if I were a teen today, I would have been a visco girl. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I solidly would have been like, that would have been my category of girl were I a teenager yeah. now. My brother, <laughs> my brother got me a hydro flask for Christmas and I'm obsessed with it. I carry it around the apartment oh with me like it's a teddy bear. I like love that thing. <laughs> I put coconut water in it the other day and I felt real wow. good about myself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe that we're Visco girl, e-girl solidarity. <laughs> What's funny about that is I don't even fully know what it means. No, like, I don't there's know probably, either of those things There's probably mean. a lot of context there that I don't understand because Someone, I'm 24 and too old to understand it. Here's my thoughts. Someone should write a YA rom-com about a Visco girl and an e-girl falling in love. Okay, but the person writing it would ultimately like turn out to be someone who's in their like late 50s and doesn't understand And would be totally stuff. wrong about and it. And they're just, yeah, they're like more wrong than we are right now, which I know that we're at least a little bit wrong because I don't understand. Like I spend time with them every day, but I don't understand teenagers. I just do my best to like support them. <laughs> um, really what other things do we have to to say oh my god about uh, what just life life in general life the universe and everything we went to utah we both went to utah for christmas yeah my Um, parents got a new cat okay i'm like ready to talk about him though because he's like my parents new cat they named him handsome bill 
His original name was Handsome Jeff, which I feel like is an important fact as well. It is. Yeah. His name at the shelter was Handsome Jeff. Uh, my parents didn't feel that he was a Jeff, but they did feel that he was very handsome. And so his name is now Handsome Bill. And he's trying to make friends with their dogs. My Aww. parents have two pit bulls. And he apparently follows specifically Ruthie around the house, like <laughs> trying to be best friends with them. And my dad described my mom as, quote unquote, beside herself with how much she loves this cat. Oh, God. He's so cute. I love his he little socks. So handsome. <laughs> this is important. You have to like, we'll post about this I'll on post Twitter. These pictures, but like. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so cute. Here's the thing about my mom is she's always like, I don't like cats. I'm much more of a dog person, which mm. is bullshit. It's just because she's <laughs> never had. She grew up with dogs only. But she has like toe to tip. That's a cat person. When you look at her personality. She, oh, like, my God. Yeah. Loves. She loves the dogs that we have, but she gets very annoyed that they jump on her, that they make noise at all. <laughs> um, hmm. that, they have, that they will lick her sometimes, which she thinks is gross. <laughs> Well, I mean, Ronan's really good at aiming directly for the inside of your mouth. So that's a little bit gross, that but he's perfect true, anyway. But like, she doesn't like all of these things that tend to go with dogs. And she yeah. loves the dogs, but she's like, I don't like that they're loud. I don't like that they smell weird. I don't like that they jump up on me. I don't like that they <laughs> lick me. I'm like, I, okay, get a cat. And she's that's like, well, dogs. I'm not a cat person. And now this cat just like quietly accompanies her into spaces. And she's like, mm. as my dad said, beside herself. She is yeah. obsessed with him. And I'm like, that's really lovely. <laughs> How was your visit to Salt Lake? I know we were both there at the same time, but. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> the usual. <laughs> I like every time I go to Salt Lake, I'm just like, wow, I'm glad I don't live here. And then I leave. Oh, same, same. But it was nice to like see people from high school. Mm -hmm. I went to see cats with my friend Izzy, who used to intern with me. Allie, you know that you know that <laughs> we we talk cannot talk about cats we can't on this talk podcast. About it, but the point is that I've now seen it, which is like we're not going to talk about okay, it. Okay, yeah, I still it. haven't seen it, so don't so spoil no it for me. We got to go this week, though. Yeah, it's my lot in life. <laughs> I would just I want to understand the memes, if nothing else. You I want to I want to understand the memes. You're you like crack open for the spirit network again. Okay, it'll be like there. dark spirits coming out this time instead <laughs> yeah. of like it'll be like Judy Dench's old Deuteronomy, like crawling out of your forehead like Athena, <laughs> <laughs> like Athena from ah! Zeus. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Taylor I Swift not. as bomb ballerina. Oh, with her huge cat titties. That was such a bizarre creative choice on there. We can't do this. Okay. Not yet. We have Not to. Right no. Now. Mm -mm. We no. got to save it. We have a whole other podcast for this. We do. <laughs> but yeah, in summary, a great break. And I finished a draft of my book. So that's Hell always yeah. nice. Um, Tell us about it. Like, not anything that you're not allowed <laughs> to, but just in general. It's more why bullshit. I essentially was just like, I'm going to squish together all the things I like, um, i.e. Howl's Moving Castle and Fruits Basket and Stardust by Neil Gaiman. And I was like, boom, I've created a book. <laughs> it's a very good book. Thank you. <laughs> it's a very good book. I say as someone who has read it, it's quite good. I just have to like quietly cry over the pieces while I like reassemble them in a nicer shape. But that's okay. That's always how it goes. Yeah, that's books in general. But yeah, I like it a lot. It's a good it's a good thing. 
And also I wrote low fantasy, which I'm really proud of myself for because I hate fantasy usually. I also only put reference to the government in like today. I hadn't, I hadn't talked about the government at all because I hate fantasy governments. Mm. It's my absolute, like, it's the thing that I dislike about fantasy is the, like, political nonsense. Every time it's like, we're going to talk about our our relationship with this country and then I'm going to game the system to become the leader of this thing. I'm like, blah, 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 snore, 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 <laughs> shut up. Nobody cares. Please kiss. <laughs> And that's why I wrote my book the way I did, with no semblance of government and gaze as far as the eye can see. So good. So good. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my lovely winter break. Do you want to talk about monsters? <laughs> I think we're finally making good on the wet part. Yeah, no, this is wet week. This is wet week. <laughs> Let's get wet. <laughs> done check <laughs> who went first last time it's been a while um i went first with the beast of bray road because i was like mm. like hitting the gas pedal really hard and i like had to drive that atv of a research session off a cliff and into horny lake okay cool 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 and now i'm Speaking going to talk about lake. horny lake some more <laughs> um so i will go first this week i suppose and i will be talking to you about the Trinity Alps giant salamander. Ooh, big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Uh, my sources were Wikipedia, you know, Cryptid you know. Wiki, uh, the It's Something Wiki, which I think is a separate and less oh, used new. Cryptid Wiki. Yeah, that's right. Beastpedia, <laughs> a, mysterious mm. uni- a Mysterious Universe article by Brent Swanser, a blog called Crypto Oscati that hasn't been updated in seven years (laughs) and a stunningly mid-aughts website called the cryptid zoo that i will show you at some point oh that sounds really good it hasn't been touched since 2009 it was active (laughs) it's a fossil it was active from 04 to 09 and you look at the web design and you can tell (laughs) oh my gosh it's like it looks like what i made in my like seventh grade web design class Oh, oh, what did you make your website about in that um, class? It was called Puppy Love, and it was to prevent animal abuse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and I was the only one who figured out how to use a GIF as the background, so the background was paw prints and sparkling snow. But oh my, gosh. my best friend made a really, really good website in that class as well called yeah. <laughs> Cancer for Kids. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to educate no. children on how to deal with... With a loved one having cancer. But the title of it is the funniest. Because basically they had this web design class. But the whole thing was you were supposed to like. Your website that you designed had to have like a charitable slant. Oh my god. Um, so was um, meant to like educate kids who have who like have a loved one who have cancer. Like how to deal with it. Yeah. But the title was Cancer for Kids. That was the working title of The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> John Green doesn't talk about that a lot between his essays on how much he loves dick and balls. <laughs> that was Shut up! World Heritage Post. <laughs> I'm sorry, shitting on John Green is like my favorite thing in the whole world. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Oh, has, has the girl ever kissed a boy first? Shut up, John. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, for that class, mine was on. Um, so actually, I did two websites. One was for class, and one was for me. The one that I made for class was about preventing animal testing. And it had lots of pictures of cute dogs and everything, as you would expect. Yeah. And then I made a second one that I kept behind the first one, like like in a window. Mm-hmm. And I, because I finished work on the first one pretty quickly. And then I was like, what do I do with myself? And I was like, I know. I'm in seventh grade. And I have one thing that I care about. And that's Yuki Soma from Fruits Basket. <laughs> so I made a website that was just like tiled pictures of Yuki from Fruits Basket. <laughs> and like glitter I got like a glitter cursor that you could like click on things with and there were like different tabs and stuff they didn't lead to anything because I didn't know how that worked and that was so good one thing that happened at work to me recently is one of my tweens is really into making powerpoints Mm -hmm. and she's super hyper fixated on disney and she came up to me at the desk the other day and was like can i share my powerpoints with you and i was like oh my god please do yes and so she's she sent me six powerpoints about various disney movies and they are exactly in the fashion of that website that i made in seventh grade to be fair i used to love making powerpoints oh my god yeah i made so many powerpoints Specifically, I think in high school more than in middle school. Mm. But in high school, I made a lot of PowerPoints about the things that I was like hyper fixated on. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the intention of explaining them to my friends who I hadn't dragged kicking and screaming (laughs) into my hyper fixation. Yes, exactly. We should just do that now where it's like every time there's a hyper fixation, it's like I've created a PowerPoint so that you know all the basics about this thing. Like here are the main characters. Here's the plot. Here's who I think should get together. Here's my 260-page PowerPoint about killing you. I was going to say, I was like, it's just 500 pictures of Jodie Comer. And like a bunch of pictures of Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Sandra (laughs) There's like four slides just like about the slip between Phoebe Waller-Bridge's titties and Fleabag when she's wearing the jumpsuit. Listen, I have that jumpsuit. It looks good on everyone. (laughs) I'm a little sad I missed out on that, but I also know that I probably wouldn't be able to do it because it would just... I'm I think they you, would just fall out. I'm telling you, man, anyone can wear it. That's the magic of the flea bag jumpsuit. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe maybe someday I'll experience that magic, but until that day, I'll just mm-hmm. appreciate it for what it is. It is magic. It is magic. Yeah. I'll have to show you these PowerPoints that my tween sent me though cuz they're Oh my god, they're so good. Yeah, like she's made one on like every Disney movie. She really likes Beauty and the Beast, which I'm like of course <laughs> i know it all it all fucking ties together you know i see i see a path laid out for her in her future yeah no i know exactly who she's gonna turn into and it's me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true she likes disney too much to be me but <laughs> it's like the non-emo version of you yeah she's yeah so like she'll maybe be a little bit she's more like the well prep ad- version of you. she'll be like a nurse when she grows up but she'll <laughs> no she can't be a bully if she's into disney oh that's a good point <laughs> Sorry, but like all you're nurses right. were bullies as kids. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh my god. Also, all bullies are still dating who they dated in high school. I have to tell you about one of our classmates who I discovered is dating a classmate who I did not know they had been together. Wait, since I can high delete school. it. Who is it? So do you know? She's dating. No. Yeah, and she has been for years. How many years? Like since high school. They've and I didn't realize that, but they're still together because it's birthday today and she posted about him on instagram ew ew yeah 
Anyway, <laughs> speaking of gross boys, back to my cryptid. <laughs> now that we've talked about our hometown goss. So, right, we hadn't even gotten into it. I just oh my, my god, sources. we just got yeah. Okay, let's talk about your salamander. Okay. <laughs> the Trinity Alps giant salamander is an alleged giant salamander that is reported to live in the Trinity Alps of Northern California, which is a mountain range in the oh okay i was gonna ask where that was that makes a lot of sense northern california it is often considered a cryptid as no specimen has ever been recovered and it is not recognized as a real species although the salamander is larger than most salamander species inside the united states it is comparable in size to the hellbender which is a kind (laughs) of salamander that lives in like the south i think oh like the southern united states yes Oh, they got they got wild stuff down they got there. Big stuff in those rivers. Oh, so it was the I gotta show you the Bon Appetit noodling video with the big catfish. It's so good. Oh yeah, Fuck, I love amazing. Bon oh my gosh, this one's really good. Maybe they'll catch the salamander next time. They're gonna prove this thing is real because they're gonna catch this salamander <laughs> and be like, "Look, fuckers, it's real." <laughs> Brad um, from Bon Appetit <laughs> discovers the Trinity Alps salamander. <laughs> Brad and Delaney, like <laughs> Claire's just like, oh, I just want to try and make a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> so although the salamander is larger than most salamander species, oh, I already said that. It's bigger than other uh, salamanders. He big. It's, it's similar in size to the hellbender. It was forced, forced reported. It was <laughs> people were like, look at this big <laughs> fucking salamander. It was first reported in the 19th century and has not been reported frequently since the early 20th century. It's frequently described as a salamander of five to nine feet in length with no eyes, ears, mouth, or nose. Wait, then it's just... That don't make no sense. A faceless salamander. (laughs) How does it eat? (laughs) It just absorbs souls. Basically. Through its skin souls yeah well because i don't think that i think that that part may be an embellished part of it but suppose oh no do tell <laughs> can you it just absorbs shit through its skin i guess that makes sense i mean evolution has fucked things over worse or as bad as that i mean we you, saw that deep ocean thing yeah we saw a lot of deep ocean things that it, god forgot the crab that's like oh the japanese crab feet thing. in length hot diggity damn that's me that is crab meat that's me <laughs> you're a 12 foot tall every crab. time i see a crustacean my immediate reaction is like me because you're a cancer mm-hmm. cancer for cancer Cancer for kids. <laughs> Cancers for kids. Cancers for kids. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of crustaceans. It's like if, if a loved one if you is were, a cancer. If you or a loved one has experienced crustaceans, you if, might be entitled to financial compensation. If you or a loved one is a cancer. You, you are might, entitled to financial compensation. You feel Honestly, too much beach. <laughs> the U.S. government needs to send me my, my cancer refund. A year? No, no, don't get sad shit. This is why I, I need. This is I why I need it. my refund. I can't help it. I gotta be sad. Can Beach. I mark this on my FAFSA to get like an extra student? <laughs> I'm no. actually gonna start. No, crying. don't be sad. I'm joking. You're such a delight. <laughs> oh my god, Say this more is nice so. Things about me. <laughs> 
So oh. then I stopped crying. This is the Leo moon coming out. Oh like, my god. You say nice things, so I stopped crying. Sometimes I feel like I'm diffusing a bomb. No, but I'm actually fine. Okay. I was worried. I know, I'm actually. I'm worried. I'm worried. Oh my god, I love you so I have much. Anxiety. I'm worried. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Okay, nothing will ever <laughs> hurt my feelings as bad as that time you, like, straight up looked at me in the Primark. It was like, the reason you like that shirt is because you have bad taste. Like, that was... Did I say that? <laughs> that was, like... Well, no, because what you said is you went... You went uh, I, I think I looked at it and I was like, why do I kind of like that? And you went, oh, I almost said something mean. And then I went, you have to say it now. <laughs> And so you were like, okay, it's because you have bad taste. And I like almost immediately burst into tears. <laughs> oh my God. And then you were like, but then you felt bad because you were like, this is why I didn't want to say it. And it's also not true. <laughs> you were like, it was just the mean joke that immediately sprung up. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so funny as I like cried. This is what's hard about being a Scorpio is I always have like mean stuff that I'm trying. I'm like fighting against the darkness <laughs> to be a dick. <laughs> That's why so many Scorpios are the worst is because they don't have a filter. You're like the least dick person that I know, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. Can we talk about yourself, yeah, Andrew, talk about please? The big lizard. It's not a lizard. That would be biologically incorrect. It's, it's a, a wet lizard. It's a wet, hot American lizard. So, Tom Slick. <laughs> what was his name? Yeah. Mr. Slick. <laughs> Mr. Slick. Please, Mr. Swick. No. <laughs> led an expedition to search for the creatures but it was not successful an elderly man interviewed during the expedition claimed to have seen several salamanders the size of alligators on the lake shore in his youth a member of the giant salamander family crypto branchidae said that one right (laughs) known as the hellbender which i mentioned earlier is found in the eastern part of the united states and in fact, the crypto branched family may have had its origins in North America, which are like other big salamanders. That basically. was that's like the coolest name ever. Like Hellbender sounds like the world's coolest warrior cat. I'm gonna name a character Hellbender in something. Nice. It's like what are you named after? A big salamander, but also you wouldn't believe my power. Yeah. <laughs> Early explorers in California's Trinity Alps reported a weird creature in nearby swift-flowing mountain streams, rivers, and lakes, including the New River and the Sacramento River. This was a giant salamander. The salamander is a type of amphibian that resembles a lizard, but is not a lizard. Slick lizard. Slick lizard. Slick lizard. Check it and see. He's got wet skin and no eyes or mouth. No, that doesn't work. Or teeth. No eyes or teeth. (laughs) These giant salamanders were deep brown with sickly yellow spots and captured specimens ranged in length from five to nine feet. Like I said earlier, the reports mostly died out after the 20s and 30s. And many cryptozoologists feel it likely that the giant salamander may have succumbed to the pressures of civilization and is now extinct, but did once exist. I thought you were going to say it succumbed to the pressures of society and got smaller. Like it got really self-conscious about being so, so Don't big. Don't take up space. 
Yeah. <laughs> take up any space salamander. Yeah. The salamander was like, oh my gosh, there's just not enough room. And it was trying to cl- cross its legs. No and one like, was holding space for that salamander. <laughs> no. And so it just made itself smaller. It was like women. <laughs> <laughs> that salamander was women. Okay. This salamander is all about it women's sl- rights. It did slam poetry in the river about how it wished that it could take up more space. And all the other little salamanders were like, well, why are you so big? And, and it then wasn't it, allowed to like spread its legs on the subway train. Like, yeah. Man spreading. Yeah. Was, like, it was trying to take smaller. the BART and it couldn't man spread because all of the littler, littler amphibians were like, oh my gosh. Like, a, like, like fuck you. Stop. Fa- like, oh my gosh. It's like, um, could you just like stand up? I'm tired. I want to sit in that chair. And it's like, okay, I'll right. do that. And it succumbed to societal pressure. So it was never recognized by science. And thus remains, is why it remains a cryptid. Oh. <laughs> Just because scientists were like, nah, we couldn't find one. <laughs> she's fake. She's trying, though. God, she's trying. The modern mystery of the Trinity Alps giant salamander started back in the 1920s, though, when a hunter by the name of Frank L. Griffith was out hunting deer in a remote area near the head of the New River when he came across a rather bizarre sight. Oh, at the bottom of is. the lake. He reported seeing five, count them, five enormous salamanders that he described as ranging in size from two to three meters, i.e. five to nine feet. Women's rights meeting. (laughs) The fascinated hunter went about trying to catch one of these strange creatures with a hook on a line and allegedly was successful, but the massive creature proved to be too strong for him. And he was forced to give up and let it swim back down to the bottom to join the others. Yeah, screw you, patriarchy. The frustrated Griffith would leave the scene empty-handed, but would never forget what he saw that day. It was with this story that a long and weird history of giant salamander sightings in the Trinity Alps region would begin, with numerous eyewitness accounts coming in that all similarly described very large salamanders ranging from 5 to 10 feet in length with dark brown to black coloration. These sightings would, in turn, launch various expeditions into the Trinity Alps wilderness in order to try and find these enigmatic monsters. So in 1948, after hearing about Frank Griffith's story, biologist Thomas L. Rogers made four unsuccessful expeditions to the area to search for the giant salamander. Rogers thought that these giant salamanders might be a type of Pacific giant salamander, perhaps mutated to great size, by the isolated geography of the area. <laughs> Mutated feels like a strong word. <laughs> evolved. <laughs> quickly. Quickly evolved. This motherfucker just stepped in some toxic waste and is big now. <laughs> My dog that's from Tooele. <laughs> My dog, my dog is my parents' dog. I guess is a rescue dog from a town where they put a lot of radioactive waste, and he is very big. We could do a whole separate episode on everything about Tooele. <laughs> itself seems like a cryptid. Like oh that my town. god! Everything about Tooele is so wild. You want to know something? I used to, have to go to swim meets there all the time, and they have a store called New to You. And at one point, my friend on the swim team pointed at the store New to You as we were driving past in our swim team bus, and goes. New to you, but only because you're from Tuella. <laughs> like, oh, word. I here's a fun fact. I've never actually been to Tuella. It's spooky. I lived my whole life in that. Oh, oh, sorry, my throat has made a noise. I lived my whole life in that state and managed to avoid Tuella. So maybe it's not even real. I can confirm it's real. 
but real you? weird <laughs> did you just pass through the veil and you thought that you were in Tuila, but you were in its like alt universe tuelli no i'm tuli tuli that uh, uh, it's exhausting being from utah sometimes oh all the time <sighs> but it is a fun thing to tell people at parties <laughs> just like this big lizard so speaking of this big lizard, in 1951, a herpetologist, which is a dude who studies reptiles and amphibians. Mm, not what you would expect from that name. George S. Myers wrote in a piece in the Scientific Journal in which he said that a link between the Trinity Alps giant salamander and the Asian, oh, this word, megalobatricus oh, made sense. That's a good word. Myers went on to recall his encounter with a giant salamander captured in the Sacramento River in 1939. He had been contacted by a fisherman who found the creature entangled in one of his catfish nets. Myers was not able... No, Myers was able to study the specimen, rather. Oh, spicy. It was dark brown color, not a slate gray color, as the Asian giant salamander is, and it also had dull yellow spots. The known giant salamanders in Asia do not have these spots. So there are, by the way, real giant salamanders that exist, but just not in North America. <laughs> so this is the clarification that was needed at the beginning. Okay. Um, but there are known giant salamanders in, like, Japan and China um, oh. that are sort of gray colored and don't have spots. And so they're like, oh, these ones are, like, brown and have yellow spots. And so clearly they're, like, a different thing. But also The description of me exist. of these reminds me of those lizards from Holes. The ones that's like the what are they called? I can't remember. They're like the yellow biting lizards or something like that. I can't remember. But they're just like they've got the they like got a bunch of regular lizards and just painted a bunch of little yellow spots mm. on them. Word. Oh, okay. So Myers wrote about the animal that he got to study. The animal was a fine there's that fucking word again. Say mm. it. Out loud. Megalo Megalobatricus. Yeah. In perfect condition. Mm. It was between 25 and 30 inches in length. The source of the specimen is, of course, unknown. Its strange coloration even suggested the possibility of a native Californian megalobatricus, which would not be surprising, but no other captures have been reported. In the late 1950s, a man named Vern Harden of Pioneer, California, also claimed to have seen a dozen giant salamanders in a remote Trinity Alps lake known as Hubbard Lake. Harden also claimed that he managed to hook one of the creatures but was unable to pull it up, having to release it due to an oncoming snowstorm. Now, what's this dude hiking, doing fishing in a snowstorm, <laughs> hiking in a snowstorm? Do Why we, are you out there, dude? I mean, people do stupid shit like that literally all the time. Have I mean, we've all Wild seen... Wild West, baby. I mean, we've also all seen people during, like, Boston snowstorms hiking to dunks anyway. People aren't deterred by the elements. <laughs> That's fair. He estimated the creature to be eight feet long. Harden claims uh, he made... Hardin's claims made it to the ears of an explorer and naturalist named Father Hubbard, who was a Jesuit scholar uh, and the guy that Hubbard Lake was named after. During 1958 and 1959, Father Hubbard and his brother, Captain John D. Hubbard, were associated with expeditions in search of the giant salamanders. In 1960, Father Hubbard stated that he had established the existence of huge amphibians in the region, but no record could be found of this nor of the expedition. So he could have been lying oh <laughs> boom in 
1960, the tale of Hubbard's expeditions in search of the Trinity Alps giant salamanders was intriguing enough that it caught the attention of the legendary oil tycoon, millionaire, and cryptid hunter Tom Slick. Oh, shit. I want to be a cryptid hunter. Who had scoured the wilds of the world searching for cryptids such as Sasquatch and the Yeti. What a cool dude. Slick was fascinated by the stories of the giant salamanders, especially of the accounts given by Hubbard. And so he took some of the people who'd been working in the Pacific Northwest on an expedition to find Bigfoot and had them try to locate a specimen of the mysterious giant salamanders. The team members grudgingly went along with the plan, even though it was thought it was a distraction from their main purpose and a waste of time. They were like, we really just want to be fucking squatching. <laughs> Good. They're like, I have been gone squatching. I will not be going salamandering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, this is a waste of our fucking time. We're out here to squatch. And this dude was like, yeah, but what about? And it's not going to like wizard? gone salamandering does not fit as well on my snapback. And so I'm not impressed. No. <laughs> um. After an exhaustive search of several promising areas, the expedition failed to find any evidence of the Trinity Alps giant salamander and did not even manage to spot one. Nevertheless, it is said that Tom Slick especially enjoyed this expedition as it was close to his home and he was able to bring his sons along. Oh, that's kind of wholesome. Honestly, it feels like he was just kind of like, I want an excuse to bring my kids to the wilderness. How about this? He's like, let's go on a family day hike. We're also technically looking for like a very big and maybe scary lizard. But like, at least we get to bond as father and sons. (laughs) That same year, on September 1st of 1960, three zoology professors, Robert C. Stebbins of the University of California in Berkeley, Tom Rogers of Chico State College and Nathan Cohen of Modesto Junior College formed their own giant salamander expedition. I hope they made shirts. I hope so, too. Tom Rogers, the same Tom Rogers who led several unsuccessful expeditions in 1948, would later note that the team was accompanied by 10 laymen who would sometimes mistake sunken logs or trees as giant salamanders. He was basically (laughs) like the people who were with us didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So take it all with a grain of salt. (laughs) Oh, but they were trying. The team was able to collect almost a dozen Pacific giant salamanders, but the largest salamander they found basically was only 11 and a half inches long, which is a far cry from the reported eight foot length associated with the mysterious giant salamander. Rogers, who was deeply skeptical from the beginning, hoped that this evidence or lack thereof would put to rest any rumors about giant salamanders in the Trinity Mountains. Can you imagine caring this much? Being like, (laughs) I want no one to believe in this specific thing, this specific salamander. That's just like people choose weird hills to die on. Yeah. All the time. Oh, for sure. So Rogers official... 1962 debunking of the giant salamander seemed to end most zoological interest in the creature. That is, until 1997, when the Kyle Mizukami Trinity Alps Giant Salamanders Expedition was established. Mizukami was a Japanese-American writer who put aside his research on American Indian legends, including Bigfoot, to hunt for the Trinity Alps Giant Salamander. As with similar ventures, including that of Tom Slick, Mizukami returned with no evidence to support the existence of a giant salamander living in the Trinity Mountains. Kyle Mizukami's expedition was the last mainstream project to research and seek out proof that the Trinity Alps giant salamander exists. 
and to this day, no physical evidence has been found to support the existence of such a creature. It sounds like he just did like a really wacky take on a writer's retreat. <laughs> Honestly, it has been noted that the giant salamanders may be related to the megalobatricus of Japan and China. Nailed it. Which belongs to the family Cryptobrachus. I would just want to hug it. I mean, it's a puppy. like that sounds really cute. No, it's the hellbenders are cute. I can like show you Google. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at a hellbender because I I want to I want to um, heck bend it. <laughs> That's what they'd call it in Utah, a heck bender. <laughs> it's totally not outside the range of reason for salamanders to grow as large as eight feet. Today, the largest salamanders acknowledged by science live in Asia in the exact same types of habitats as the cryptozoological American variety. So they like it's the same habitat that mm. these like really big ones in japan and china live in as like maybe they're just really rare here like maybe this thought. is just a really like rare animal and maybe maybe they used to exist there but they don't anymore or something yeah that's my thought like maybe they were going extinct at the point that people first saw them and at this and point in like history gone they're out. gone global warming is real the ones in asia can grow up to six feet in length which is like a roughly that's big similar size wow the california ones are between five and nine so six feet's like standard my brain was like oh that's like a living body pillow <laughs> just wrap your arms just around a very it cold one just a cold slimy body pillow but it equal it warms you up with its love i'm just gonna tell you about what the like the what the real salamanders for are sure like. ones are Mm-mm. they have four toes on each of their limbs five on the hind limbs they're metamorphosis so I guess it's on, on <laughs> front limbs. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> they have they have four toes on their arms, five toes on their legs. Oh, that that'd be really silly if we were like that. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that just be so silly? It'd be goofy. Wouldn't that just <laughs> This leaves researchers to note that extant uh crypto branched salamanders since the time of the fossils. are you just slightly changing the pronunciation each time so at one point you like you you whack the mole on the head winks with both eyes (laughs) can be regarded as living fossils (laughs) whose structures have remained little changed for over 160 million years so they're like birds they've been the same forever and sharks Mm mm-hmm god looked at those and was like check done done perfect perfect we don't need to do anything about this whereas he looked at people and it was like Mm, "Ooh, we gotta keep working with this one research has indicated a dispersal via land bridge which is also how humans got to north america so maybe they were just carrying giant salamanders with them because they were like yeah they These were cute little puppies. Well, they're not little, but they're big puppies that they can just like hold, even though they're a little sloimy. Yeah. And they just carry them across the land bridge to California. Mm-hmm. As far as cryptids go, this is a pretty believable one. Yeah. No, I could totally see this being real. The Trinity Alps are great salamander territory. Plenty of other salamander species, although significantly smaller, obviously, live in the region including one, the Dicamptodon, that grows to a foot in length, which is not, like, as big, but it's still a... That's still a... That's a, a chunky that's a boy. big one, yeah. Well, when you think about salamanders, I always just think they're these little guys that are maybe, like, what, six inches long? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I would be I would be thrilled and delighted to see a foot-long salamander. The blah, 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 blah. I don't need to read all of that, actually. Um, (laughs) words are so hard they're so hard I can't say words (laughs) what I think is likely is probably that it was going extinct 
when people yeah. first started talking about it in the 20s and by now it's probably gone yeah no but it, it seems sense. believable that it did at one point exist and that people did in fact see it that that well, in comparison to some of the wild shit we've talked about on this show it makes a lot more sense than like uh I mean, I don't mean to shit on Mothman, but like a dude with the world's most incredible ass, no neck and wings, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's what we need from 2020. I feel like find the salamander in 2020 and we will fix all of this. Yeah, that's like the the secret way to break the curse that's on Earth is if you find this salamander hidden in California and then finally we can like be restored to normal. Yeah. All of our luck will be reversed. Honestly, it's all that I need. All of Earth has a baseball curse on it. Yeah, the truth is out there. Maybe they all just like live at the bottom of yeah. They just live at the bottom of their lake, and they're like, <laughs> they're talking about women's rights. And once we finally like have equal rights for all genders, then the salamanders will come back because they won't be subjected to societal pressure to be small anymore. <laughs> and they are gonna love X Files. They're also um, they have people brains. That's the other thing obviously yeah okay obviously (laughs) obviously they're so smart they know what the fuck it is i like to think that every cryptid has like a human level of intelligence even the dumb ones like even the like conceptually dumb ones (laughs) and that's the salamander right yeah that's a good salamander thank you he's big he's a big boy all right Anyway, take me home. We're going to talk about Utah this time. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, Tell me about it. I'm extremely excited to talk about this cryptid because this is one of the only cryptids that I have firsthand experience with. Okay. Tell me. I will. So this week I'm going to be talking about the Bear Lake Monster or Bear Lake Monster plural. Ooh, oh, there's more. There's there, more there might be more. My sources for this week include the one and only Wikipedia, mm. um, a person named Lynn. Move this. That's going to be annoying. Too. Oh, that's okay. Right. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, a person named Lynn Arave writing for Deseret News. Megan Olson writing for Standard Examiner, UtahHumanities.org, and my favorite, Lost Tapes. Lost Tapes! <laughs> there is a Lost Tapes episode for this one, which is how I vet any cryptid. Good. But to set the scene. Just trying to get comfy, sorry. No, no, go for it. Get comfy, because we're going to take a journey. I'm ready. And for this journey, we're going to go to Bear Lake. Utah. Utah, which is a, nat- a natural freshwater lake on the Utah-Idaho border spanning one... Idaho? <laughs> That's the only time anyone has ever done that for Idaho. <laughs> it, d- it needed it just once. You know what? Yeah. The entire state of Idaho just like they felt a little bit more uplifted than <laughs> usual. Everyone in Boise all looked up at once and went... Pocatello like came alive for oh Pocatello <laughs> Pocatello is too dead to come alive ever Pokey baby no <laughs> uh, we're just gonna get into like all of our regional griefs but anyway I spent so much time driving through Pocatello I know that's why, I, that's why I hate Pocatello <laughs> it's the worst Ugh. it was like the worst road trip stop oh my god but it meant that we were an hour when I was a kid from there was a water park called Lava Hot Springs in Idaho. Dude, yes! I love Lava Hot Springs! And I knew that Pocatello meant we were, like, only an hour from Lava yes. Hot Springs on our road trip. And so oh I was like, gosh. okay, I can, like, stick it out My mom does there. her women's retreats every year to... At Lava Hot Springs? At Lava Hot Springs. <gasps> <gasps> so they rent out a house them. and everybody just, like... They go down water slides and shit? 
I don't remember there being water slides there. No, there super definitely are. Oh, I just remember the pools. Maybe that's a different part of lava or something. Mm. Anyway, my my mom just goes to the part where they can like sit in hot springs and like do drugs and stuff. I went to the women's retreat one time when I was 18 years old and I got like way too drunk and started doing like wall push-ups with like a bunch of mm. women in their 40s. And then I like at one point one lady was like, oh, can I? can you try on this dress of mine? I think it would look cute on you. And everyone was like, I remember when I was 18 and beautiful. And I was like, this feels bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then we like made this weird sacrificial bundle and like burned it. (laughs) Well, really culty. That's fair. But like most things that have to do with my mom feel like just a like smidge culty. Sometimes the cult energy follows. Oh, I know I've got cult energy too, but it's genetic genetic um, cult deep de- i have i have the cult disposition gene. yeah i have disposition i have a i have a cult predisposition like nobody's I've business i've never made like a real verbal typo like that before but <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of verbal typos this episode uh, anyway Thank god for editing yeah truly so bear lake spans 109 square miles um and it's e- equally split between idaho and utah however I claim it is an I or a Utah lake. It's yeah. a Utah lake. It's our lake. Sorry. Bear Lake is a tourist attraction and it has campgrounds and plenty of opportunities for outdoor recreation, which became apparent to me because I went there every goddamn year with my family for our family reunions. And I this is how I know about this cryptid because what used to happen is have you ever seen a like a banana boat? Yeah. So they're like the banana shaped things that they, you attach to the back of like a a boat that goes fast Yeah, and people can sit on it and you like get dragged around the lake or whatever. Yeah. But so my cousins who were total assholes were like, Hey baby Kayla sit on the back of the banana boat. And like, while we were getting ready to move, they're like, just so you know, there's a monster in this lake. And I was like, there's a what? And they like hit the gas on the boat. And I was like, shit. Cause of course I was the littlest one. So I like, we'd hit a bump and I would like just wait were you the youngest cousin I wasn't the youngest cousin but I was I mean there were like a million of us because Mormons but like I was on the younger side of like the cool older cousins so everybody else was a teenager and I was like 11 so of course I got immediately yoked into the air every time we hit a bump and I was like in the water in the middle of the lake and I'm just like "Ah, I'm gonna get eaten by the bear lake monster but (laughs) anyway so I spent a lot of time on this lake um, Bear Lake has been called the Caribbean of the Rockies because it has a unique turquoise blue color that you don't see in many lakes. It does? It does. Um, Bear Lake is considered... Jenny Lake. Sorry, Jenny Lake is very turquoise, Oh, too. it's kind of glacial, though. It's like, it's... Well, here, let me get into yeah, it. So, sorry. Bear Lake is considered one of the oldest lakes in the world. It's in, like, the top 50 oldest lakes. That's because hot. it's a small remnant of the prehistoric Lake Bonneville that covers oh. much of Utah. Yeah, oh. yeah, you know the one. You know this big lake. Lake Bonneville. You know Bonneville. Who could possibly forget Bonneville? Yeah, no, it's... um, It covered most of Salt Lake City, which is why we know about it. There's so many things... There's like Bonwood bowling and like everything is Bonwood. Named. That's what they call the bowling alley for is some it? reason. Yeah, I don't know why it's Bon whatever. It they, it's definitely said different than Bonneville for some I don't know why, but they spell it the same, but they pronounce it different. 
it's a weird bowling alley. It's like super. That's okay. So small. Talk about it. Small aside. So this weird bowling alley in Salt Lake City is where once when I was 12, my sister took me to gay bowling night. I was still like a baby straight or straight, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. And I my favorite band was Boys Like Girls. So I was wearing a shirt that was like Boys Like Girls band tee. And I walked into gay bowling night wearing that and immediately looked around and was like, shit. (laughs) It was like one of my top 10 most anxiety inducing moments of my childhood. As I realized my poor planning there. And like I turned out to be gay anyway, so it's fine. But like that was a little bit of like a minor crime that I did. A microaggression. That was a small microaggression I had. Thankfully, Bear Lake has never had a microaggression because it's a body of water. And it reaches 208 feet deep at its deepest point. So she's Solid. she's pretty she's pretty deep. While the lake is a tourist attraction, what attracts me to it is the fact that it is full of monsters. Nice, same. (laughs) Yes, you heard that right. There's potentially more than one monster in this lake, so buckle up. Sightings? Buckled. Yeah, click, click. Are you ready? Consider me buckled. Okay. So (laughs) sightings date back to Native American legends that included 10 different creatures that lived in the lake at the same time. However, later stories focused on one main Bear Lake monster, but as time went on, people started to suspect that there was more than one creature in the lake. But for the time being, let's refer to monster singular. So the monster has been compared to the Loch Ness Monster, which at the time when this initially became like a popular cryptid that was talked about, had only recently been sort of popularized in the I don't know, I guess like canon of cryptids that existed at this point. It had been like 60 years since the Loch Ness Monster sort of like hit the airwaves. Yeah. Um, so people were kind of like, oh, we've got our, yeah, we got our own Nessie. That's pretty cool. That is fresh. And so then August 5th, 1868 rolled around and a headline was published in the Deseret, Deseret News. Oh, Deseret. I know. Des- yeah. Des- <laughs> Where'd it even begin? in Deseret News called Monsters of Bear Lake. It was written by Charles C. Rich, namesake of Rich County, a Mormon colonizer. Cool. (laughs) I chose my wording very carefully there because I have a lot of beef. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, as like, these people are my ancestors, so I can shit on them literally nonstop. It's like in the ancestor contract. Well, yeah, if your ancestors are fucking shitty, yeah, you can, it's almost your job. Yeah, it's basically my job to talk about how shitty they were. So let me continue to talk about how shitty this guy was. I don't think I'm related to him, but honestly, with Utah, it's such a toss-up. Because, like, I'm related to so many bad Utahns. Orrin Hatch. Orson Ew. Scott Card. Ew. Yeah. Wait, he was from Utah? Orson Scott Card? Was. Oh, yeah. No, he's a direct descendant of Brigham Young. Hence why I'm related to him. Anyway, (laughs) I don't like to talk about my dark family roots. They're awful. (laughs) So this guy who I'm hopefully not related to in his article, he states, the Indians say there is a monster animal that lives in the lake that has captured and carried away people while lake swimming. The creature has a brown colored body, somewhat bigger in circumference than a man, anywhere from 40 to 200 feet long, which, wow, that's a range. That's a really <laughs> significant range. There's a later, yeah. I'll get to it in a second, of a different comparison of like potential lengths for this thing. And I'm like, do people just not know what a foot is? 
To be fair, I've never known what a <laughs> I mean, number I don't know is what in my foot, life. So like, that's a, fair. I have no idea what a foot is. I have no idea what a meter is. I don't know <laughs> what a number is. Like 40 oh, and 200 God. could be exactly the yeah, same there's thing. Not, I don't know. I have no idea. But same thing with people guesstimating the size of this big monster. They're like, it was, I don't know, 160 feet. Nobody knows. Um, continuing with the quote, its head was shaped like a walrus without tusks or like an alligator's. Very different animals. <laughs> two very different animals. Very different looks. I know. It's just you've picked two things. That's like two opposite ends of a spectrum is like walrus without tusk alligator. The eyes, however, are very large and about a foot apart. She has anime eyes. Word. It had ears like bunches about the size of a pint Bunches cup. of what? Just bunches of ears. Oh God! Can you imagine if it had like a little, little honeycomb of, of ears. human ears? <laughs> oh God! This that's is, the idea for your next monster in your next a, book. That's actually scary to me because I hate ears. I know. I hate ears so much. That's like a lot of people hate feet. I hate ears. I, they disgust me. That's why I have like ninety piercings in each ear is to try and like distract from the fact that they are in fact still ears <laughs> anyway this monster which thankfully i don't think had human ears um it had an unknown number of legs approximately 18 inches long each and it was awkward on land but much sp- like our friend like our best <clears throat> friend in the whole world mothman my boyfriend Ugh. Yeah, he's great. So just like Mothman, this 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 little lady is awkward on land, but swam with a serpent-like motion at a speed of at least 60 miles per hour. So she's 0 to 60 in 3.5 when she's like <laughs> when she's like wriggling her little self. Word. No one same <laughs> me at the, me at the club. <laughs> No, <laughs> no one ever described the back part of the animal since the head and fore part was all that was ever seen. The rest was always underwater. I um, bet she. Never mind. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 please, please, go ahead, please, please. I bet her ass is beautiful. Yes, it. yeah, she got a <laughs> fat ass. <laughs> She's got a big, big fat ass. ass. <laughs> She's anyway, Nicki Minaj in the back, but she's so she's so self conscious, and this is what we're saying about the salamanders too. She's oh. hiding that beautiful ass under the water. Oh my god, because of societal because pressure. Because of society, she can't. Oh she my can't just have god. her ass out, but she should be allowed to just have her ass out. This Thank is you. this is why they keep going to lakes is because of oppression. You know what isn't oppressive? Water. Water isn't oppressive. You can be whoever the fuck you want in a lake. This you can is be why whoever. water signs are the best signs. Yeah. Sorry. This, this is what it all ties back to. <laughs> fuck you, non-water signs. Actually, that's not true. I like earth signs. I also like, yeah, I like earth I signs, I really too. like earth signs. Me, too. God, they're I so like, stable. They have their lives so together. I know one day I'm going to fall in love with a Taurus, and that's just how Oh, it my is. God. Truly. God, we're all just waiting for our Taurus to arrive. <laughs> God, do you ever think about how, like, stubborn and and, like chill they're gonna be <laughs> amazing <Yeah>. any <laughs> i love tauruses beautiful people. so anyway 
Um, this article, obviously based on that description of the monster, caused quite a stir in Salt Lake City when it was published. Uh-huh. People started going bananas about the concept of there being a monster in Bear Lake. Because S- Say it. They needed they needed the excitement. They needed entertainment because they were bored as shit because yeah. nothing happens in Utah. Nothing happens so in they Utah. Cling, they clung to this like nobody's business, which I will continue to speak about now. But the article was so popular that it caught the eye of LDS church leaders who became very interested in tracking down this monster. Mm. So these church leaders went on preaching tours. Um, the website didn't say what a preaching tour was, and I don't particularly want to know. But in my brain, it is just like them just like walking through the salt flats, screaming about Jesus and hoping that someone will hear. Um, it's them like loading up onto a tour bus and going around <laughs> Utah. <laughs> It's like one of those tour buses where they have the intercom that's just like, and on your left, you have God's land. And on your right, you have more of God's land from sea to shining sea. Load up. They got their cots, their tour bus, their like guitars. They're like ready to go on tour. They're just they're a like- bunch of youth pastors going around like the Holy Ghost will snitch on you if you have anal sex. <laughs> One on one of these preaching tours where they did that. Um, well, because she's got her. Oh my god! It's because she has her. She has, she has her fat ass out, and so they were like, <laughs> "Do not be tempted, um, children of God, by the fat ass of Bear Lake Monster." <laughs> so while they these youth pastors were like jamming out, talking about how you can't drink coffee or have fun, um, they asked. <laughs> Sorry, this is like my hobby <laughs> is shitting on my ancestors. Um, so while they were doing that, they asked locals who lived around Bear Lake if they were familiar with the concept of there being a monster or multiple bo- monsters in the lake. And pretty much everyone they talked to unanimously was like, yeah, they had either seen a monster and were like, yeah, I have a, a monster story. Or they were like, yeah, that tracks. Were mm. even people who like didn't had never seen a monster we're still kind of like okay yeah i believe it there probably is yeah. there's probably a monster in there <laughs> and so this like continued to escalate as more and more people talked about the bear lake monster it was essentially like a little bit of a mania in salt lake city and the surrounding like parts of utah territory this is before we were a state because people were still doing plural marriage mm. and the yeah. united states was like you've got to stop having 56 wives and brigham young was like up yours <laughs> and so it was still a, a cult territory yeah back to the bear lake monster so articles about the bear lake monster continued to appear over the next several years either reciting new sightings of the bear lake monster um but also bringing up similar creatures in other rivers and lakes in utah territory the number of alleged appearances of lake monsters all across northern utah caused some people to speculate that there was an underground channel connecting bear lake to the great salt lake and other waterways in the utah territory so they thought that maybe there was like an underground network of water monsters that were just sort of like hop skip jumping around utah i don't think so <laughs> so they are wrong but i love where they're coming from like they're the, in my heart I mean, there were underground tunnels at the college i attended which like oh. is kind of what that feels like <laughs> yeah but also full of monsters also full of but college students are monsters <laughs> that's true yeah um 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it's the pupil stage of humans. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of a cocoon, we're just wrapped in blankets and drugs and d- depression. Depression. <laughs> the blankets are because of the depression and the drugs and the. Dr- <laughs> You're just like on mushrooms and you're like, I want to write a term paper, but people have 15 mouths. <laughs> Let me rest. <laughs> um, but so the interest in this creature and creatures potentially became high enough that LDS church president, my great, 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 great grandfather, Brigham Young, decided to invest. Briggy himself? Bro Briggy himself. Miss- Mr. Brigham. The man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Young. Mr. Young decided (laughs) that he wanted to find out. He wanted to investigate these claims and find out if the story was, quote, an honest tale of a serpent or only a fish story. And he went so far as to send a very, very long rope to residents in Bear Lake to try and aid in capturing the monster. So they had like a special Brigham Young brand Rope. rope what were they gonna do with that shit just like lasso it i assume wild west baby <laughs> wild west <laughs> even if you're like dealing with an absolutely wild like religion based on an american prophet you're still a cowboy <laughs> oh 100 percent. it's all good cowboys in your bones it's who you are oh yeah yeah, no, they were still cowboys. And so old Briggy was like, take this big long rope I made. You can use the power of Christ to lasso this monster in her fat ass. <laughs> One person went so far as to construct a special fishing pole designed specifically to cre- or to, to catch the creature. It, they took a 20-foot cable and 300 yards of rope. And at the end was a large buoy with an anchor that kept it in a perpendicular position. They then tied the contraption to a tree on shore because they didn't think they would be strong enough to actually reel it in themselves. They would need the help of the tree. Do not ask me how this looks or works because I have no idea. (laughs) This just sounds like they tied a bunch of shit together and were hoping for the best. Probably true. (laughs) But the reason that this person, they didn't say who, they didn't say anything about them, except this. I burped right into the mic. Oh, that's fine. I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that they said about this person and their motivation is that they wanted to catch this creature because recently a guy named P.T. Barnum had been doing- No! (laughs) No! Yes. It ties back to the Barnums? Yeah, dog. This goes all the way to the top. The circus top. Barnum and Bailey? The big top. The circus. this goes all the way to the big top because they wanted to capture oh my god it goes all the way to the big it goes all the way to the big top because they wanted to catch the bear lake monster and send it to pt barnum to be like a traveling barnum and bailey barnum and bailey to be a circus animal thank god that the bear lake monster avoided that shit because that was like I know. That was like animal abuse. I know. That's like the darkest timeline is that like a beautiful cryptid, like the Bear Lake monster gets captured and put in the circus. But Holy so um, shockingly, they failed. Good. Um, Bear Lake monster smart. Yo, she's, she's self-preservation. She's smart. She's hot. She's, she's got, got a feminist. She's got a fat ass and she's absolutely bisexual. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. It's not. I'm not saying that because I'm projecting. I am. I am, in fact, saying that because I'm projecting. As a bisexual Utahn with a fat ass, <laughs> as reports of more and more monsters filed in, the descriptions of these monsters started to change. 
So now it was reported that these monsters were between, get this, six and 90 feet long. Yet another Um, bonkers range. Hold on. Hold on. Those are two very different sizes. Those are two of the most different sizes possible. Those are, yeah, about the most different sizes you can get. Because there could be a six-foot fish, but there could not be a 90-foot fish. Well, here's the thing. Either something is close to six feet or it's close to 90 feet. (laughs) I think that that's just... You know the, what I mean? The creature was between two inches and 9,000 miles long. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about, what? sir? Yeah, they have no goddamn clue. Um, and these new reports describe... This is why we need to allow women into STEM. <laughs> <laughs> these were all men, I These are guarantee. all men. They don't um, know. They don't know what sizes are. They don't know... Sh- we I have mean, to know sizes, and that's bullshit. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, so these new reports also said that the creature was horse-like or maybe snake-like but so maybe it had a a snake body and a horse head instead of a walrus or maybe alligator head so what i'm getting ultimately is that this is maybe a big snake and nobody has actually seen its head and they're just taking like wild stabs at it um but the new report said that it was allegedly brown or maybe green also maybe shiny also maybe scaly and maybe hairy also all of the above why not why not everything (laughs) Um, they also said that the monster was seen. It's a hairy snake with mange. (laughs) I I think she has like fringe bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she has hair and it's like, she's got fringe bangs and it's like not super well cut because she only has 18 inch long legs. Like, oh, she's got, she's got side. She has like Haley Williams haircut from 2009. Don't even, don't talk to me about Haley Williams haircut because I intentionally emulated that except I have really curly hair. And so I would straighten uh. only my bangs <laughs> to mimic. I got my bangs intentionally cut like a little bit slanted so mm. that I could like straighten them and sort of spike them outward to look like Haley Williams. That's really good. I once told a girl in, I think when we were in like the 11th grade that I, th- no, earlier than that, like 10th grade that I thought she looked like Haley Williams. And she's like, this is the greatest compliment I've ever that received. Is, that's like, and in retrospect, really... I was like, but we, I was like, you look so much like Haley Williams. And she's like, wow, thank you. That's the nicest thing I've ever been told. <laughs> she did not look anything like Haley Williams. It was just like a very, oh man, proto gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we've all been there. And as has the monster who has definitely had like a couple awkward run ins with other lake monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people reporting these monsters were apparently well respected members of the community. And so people sort of like gave them credit they were like yeah that sounds right maybe it's a snake with a big horse head and it's also maybe 87 feet long we can't really tell because no one knows what a measurement is so but as more reports came in people started thinking like "Hmm, maybe there are more monsters in the like native americans who already lived there were like yeah we told you that remember when we told you that that there were 10 people like monsters in there we already said that and people were like "Hmm, who could have possibly said that All of the sort of stuff about the monsters died down over time. And 26 years after he published his article and his allegations about the monster, Joseph Rich finally admitted on his deathbed that it had been, quote, a wonderful first class lie. Of course it was. (laughs) That being said, sightings of monsters have continued into modern times. 
1907 letter published in Logan, Utah, in a Logan, Utah newspaper claimed that two men had seen the Bear Lake behemoth attack their camp and kill one of their horses. Uh-oh. One of the things that has been noted um, specifically by the Lost Tapes episode, so... Uh, Lost <laughs> Tapes! Grain of salt, but also the most delicious, like, grain of salt, like, Lowry seasoning salt or something. I was going to say, like, my, like, Cajun spice salt yeah, that Cajun, I have. Yeah, like, like, a, like a kosher crystallized piece of salt. Um, they say that apparently the Bear Lake Monster, because of its, like, little 18-inch long silly little legs, it apparently... 18 or 10,000 inch long. Well, no, the the legs, it maybe has legs, and the legs are only 18 inches long. Okay, okay. It's got a long body and short little itty-bitty legs, but okay. maybe the little itty-bitty legs allow it to, like, go on land and hunt on land, is the mm. thought. So... Like a mud skipper, sort of, is how they described it, where it can kind of like scoot along. That's why it was described as being awkward on land, because it's all it's just like wriggling around trying to do its thing, and then it's like, oh wait, I gotta put my fat ass back in the water. It's got a big fat ass. And so yeah, it has to like wriggle its itself back into the water. In addition to that, a four-year-old claimed to have seen it in 1937, but what? Who cares? four-year-olds when i was four i was like i see aliens like every single day i thought i was an alien when i was four so like whatever (laughs) also a boy scout leader spoke of seeing it in 1946 at this point in history the bear lake monster is more considered just a fun piece of folk of folklore local folklore um for a while there was a lore of local lore for a while there was a bear lake monster boat tour where there was a tourist boat shaped like a big green lake monster and they offered 45 minute scenic cruises of bear lake where they would tell the story of the bear lake monster and essentially just i don't know sail around in circles and be like that's where it could be that's where it could be yeah (laughs) look at those people water skiing they're having a great time and instead you have chosen to do this (laughs) um it no longer runs shockingly (laughs) astounding another self-parody that the locals have concocted is that every year in garden city utah there is a raspberry days parade because raspberries um are the best fruit (laughs) they also grow plentifully around bear lake and bear lake is sort of known for its raspberries yeah it is that's why that shit's litty that's why you go to bear lake best fruit yeah (laughs) it's the primary fruit all other fruits can die raspberries have it raspberries have what every other fruit wants <laughs> my dad always like squishes them and he goes <sighs> nature's candy and then eats them <laughs> yeah they're so fucking good okay <laughs> they're the they're the like they're so above every they're the alpha of all fruits i think this is at least the second time we've talked about raspberries maybe but i do not care they're so fucking uh, good um but Go so on, at sorry. the at the garden city raspberry days parade which i would um, like to attend now me too they have a float that they have local children get on in monster costumes Aww. and they label it um the real bear lake monsters Oh, it's just like the cutest thing in the whole world. I like that. It's just a bunch of little kids being like, ah, I'm the Bear Lake Monster, which is, oh, it warms my heart. I'm like, that's the cutest thing in the whole world. I'm going to like, if I ever have kids, I'm going to go back to Utah just to like stick my kid in, in <laughs> on that float and be like, you're the Bear Lake Monster. And they're like, mom, what is your thing with monsters? I'm like, I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to that, on another occasion during the 1996 Raspberry Days Parade, a comp or Raspberry Days Festival, a competition was organized in Garden City to have local children name the Bear Lake Monster. 
And after much deliberation, the judges decided that her name would be Isabella, which was submitted by an eight-year-old student. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, so her name is Isabella. Isabella has a big badass. Um, So, surprisingly, even though that I think of this as more of a local folklore thing, uh, Isabella has, in fact, made some appearances in sort of bigger media names, including an episode of my absolute favorite show of all time, Lost Tapes. Lost Tapes time. Let's talk about the Lost Tapes episode for this one. So the plot of this episode of Lost Tapes is that... I think five girls go on vacation to Bear Lake to celebrate one's 22nd birthday. Um, at this point, I would like to point out that one of the girls is named Mary Ellen. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. That's my mom. Yeah, which I was like, I can't believe <laughs> Allie's mom. They call mom, her memes for short? They don't, but they should Bummer. have. I was kind of waiting for them to, but then they all died. So they Classic. didn't have time to. <laughs> Um, but so the episode is them like going to Bear Lake, which is clearly sh- Bear Lake, quote unquote. It's clearly shot at like some random lake. God knows where. It's like very heavily forested. And I'm like, that's not what Bear Lake looks like. I've been there and had to suffer so many times. But they all get like slowly picked off by the monster. And at one point they kind of like zoom out. And it's like essentially a very big monster lizard like walking around like with big old legs. And I'm like, Isabella mm-hmm. doesn't have big old legs. She like she's got cake, but she got she doesn't have big <laughs> legs. She's got little skinny legs. She's a hermbo. A hermbo. Um, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> um, but it shows them like slowly all getting picked off and eaten next I to this I do lake. explain what a himbo was the other day and it was really a challenge for me. Oh, I think it's like the most simple, beautiful concept. It is, but then someone's like, but isn't like bimbo an offensive word? And I'm like, yeah, but it's different. It's different. Well... It's um, not the same. I saw I, I, I saw someone the other day that's like, we need to reclaim bimbo. And someone was saying, okay, there's a difference. So there's hermbos, <laughs> which are like big, beefy, sexy, dumb ladies. And there's bimbos who are like pretty, sexy, dumb ladies who are skinny. And then at the same time, there's himbims, which are male oh, oh is this like a like a four axes kind yeah, of yeah exactly and then the himbim is like a skinny pretty dumb boy they used luke skywalker as an example and then there's himbo which is like he uh, luke um, skywalker is a himbim he's a wow. himbim yeah no i'll send you this <laughs> infographic at some point because it's genius it's where they have like Xena warrior princess is Hermbo, Hermbo. and yeah, then they have obviously. they have Karen from Mean Girls is Bimbo. <laughs> oh my god, this is like blowing my mind. And this then um Australian Chris from Avengers, what's Hemsworth? Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth's character in Ghostbusters Himbo. is Himbo, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this makes a Chris lot of sense. Chris Hemsworth in general only plays Himbos. Yeah, I have a strong suspicion that he Thor. himself may be a Himbo. Thor is definitely a Himbo too. Oh god, isn't he? It's so beautiful. But yeah, anyway, that's my breakdown of like. Hermbo, himbo, bimbo, himbim. I love this. I'm obsessed with this. This is going to like carry me through the next like it's, year. Yeah. This um, is my 2020 vision board. <laughs> yes. These things. Um, but one more thing about Lost Tapes yeah. before I move on. They close the episode by saying this quote, under the dark waters, does it live among us? Which doesn't make any sense because we don't live underwater. Unless <laughs> the Bear Lake monster is a transformer. Whoa. No, no, an animorph. Okay. And can turn into a person. 
and, <laughs> and like live, she's a robot live amongst us oh my gosh why a romance paranormal romance with the bear the lake shape monster of water. it's just the shape of the water. shape of water but it's lesbians <laughs> that's okay. everything i want i love the shape of water it's like one of my favorite movies i had a friend be like it looks icky and i was like no it's beautiful if you think it looks icky then you're a fucking coward, coward. who doesn't know what love is and Cowardice. you also don't know how guillermo del toro was like listen we need the fish man to have beautiful lips and, and cake and like <laughs> the like most beautiful like wedding cake of an ass ever <laughs> assembled and put on doug jones's body is that his so name so good i think so i think that's it if i'm wrong then i apologize but yeah um the shape of water fucking kicks ass anyway in um one more show it showed up on the bear lake monster that is is sci-fi's haunted highway it was the first episode of season one i haven't seen it as for theories as to what this monster is it could be a dinosaur it could be a special endemic fish honestly i think it's a hoax but god i love her i love her so much i think honestly i think the people of the towns around bear lake were like jealous of nessie yeah they were like scotland gets one had. exactly they were like well nessie ran so isabella can no she can crawl, walk she can crawl. <laughs> yeah. nessie swam so isabella could crawl on land with her 80 18 inch tiny little baby legs i love that <laughs> and her beautiful figure beautiful soul <laughs> she does have a beautiful soul she's actually the subject of jesse mccartney's beautiful song soul. beautiful Good, soul. as it should be yeah so beautiful so <laughs> That's what I would call it if I was a baby. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, oh my gosh. Mr. And McCartney. <laughs> your computer's going to die before I can yeah, finish this, this story. But I have like a, a little baby at the library who I love very, very much. But at one point, a boy was asking for the book Tom Thumb. And she turned to him while she was drawing a little picture. And she went, Tom Thumb, that's a beautiful name. It was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. That's so cute. Oh my god! Uh, but she would say it was a beautiful soul because she has a little bit of a lisp and she's perfect. I love that. In conclusion, that's Isabella, the Bear Lake monster, or potentially monsters, depending on who you want to listen to. <laughs> yeah, Isabella's. Yeah, Isabella's. They're all the Isabellings. I love that. Oh, yes. I really liked researching this one because it's a hometown one. And like I said, I got yote off a banana boat into this lake <laughs> one too many times and fully believed that I had like felt something brush my leg like over and yeah. over and over. So I was like sure that I had a cryptid encounter. Maybe you did. Maybe I did. Maybe ultimately what this all boils down to is that Isabella knows me and she like contacted me through the spirit network to do this episode with her. Probably. Yeah. And so watch out for when I eventually start dating her and it's our beautiful gay shape of water. I cannot wait to officiate your wedding to Bear Lake Isabella. Thank you. I'm going to have to tell um, the Beast of Bray Road that we're going to have to Breaking be Breaking it off. We're gonna no, no. Make it a thruple. Thing. We're thruple. Yeah, we're going to be a thruple. The problem with this show is I'm going to start adopting more and more partners but <laughs> a quadruple a quadruple yeah i'm gonna follow in my um ancestors footsteps and start practicing plural marriage but with cryptids <laughs> instead of just women who don't have a choice oh no this has really just been me like shitting all over my ancestors this episode that's uh, all right they deserve it it happens. <laughs> they deserve it. This has been a good time. So if you like us, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, leave us a rating or a review. Tweet at us. Email us. Share um, share our podcast on social media. Yeah, you can tweet at us at Wet Hot Legends, And you can also email us at 
wethotlegends at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about like your local cryptids or just like local urban legends or honestly anything you want to tell us. We'd be excited to hear. We like tell us your most dateable cryptid. Someone like it was like weeks ago now, but someone tweeted at us and I'm like still riding that high like it. It's great. We just love interacting with people who are listening to this. It was so good having, uh, I was going to say talking to you, but you didn't we talk back. Talk- but we were talking to you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. And Thank you, you know, you know who you are. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> or whenever you sleep listening. tight. Don't let the, the mad asses bite. bite. Bye. Maybe, maybe do let them bite. Let mm. them bite them. Eat ass. Bye. Eat ass. Have fun. Bye. Bye.